Thank you so much for that introduction, Araceli. So like she mentioned, I will be uh, walking with you guys today through de novo assembly and then some other tools like BLAST and genome finishing that are available for you to use in CLC Genomics Workbench. So just a quick overview of our agenda today. So we will be primarily focusing a lot of our time on de novo assembly. Um, specifically, we'll be doing de novo assembly using long reads and short reads for polishing. So we'll walk through a whole bunch of different tools that are available in CLC uh, Genomics Workbench. And then of course, um, because CLC Genomics Workbench has so many capabilities, there's a ton of other functionalities. So a few chosen ones that we will review today will be our BLAST search capabilities and some of our genome finishing module. One thing I did wanna to mention too, is that in the slides I've included links to some step-by-step -step guides. So today, like I said, we'll be going through uh, de novo assembly using long reads and short read polishing. But if you guys have just short reads, which it looks like um, many of you do by the poll results here, you can visit this link right here for Denoble Assembly and Blast to show you how to do that. Now, just first and foremost, we have our legal disclaimer. The collagen products shown here are intended for molecular biology applications. The products are not intended for the diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a disease. Now, we love to keep these webinars interactive. So please continue uh, participating by filling out those polls throughout the meeting. They really help us get a sense of um, what you guys want to see in future meetings, as well as this one um, that we'll be going through today. And like Araceli mentioned, we have lots of other folks on the call today. So there are other um, scientists that are on the call, as well as some sales representatives that can help you with all of your technical and sales related questions. And at the end of today's uh, session, we will email you a recording of this session for you to review at your leisure. Now, like I said, let's keep this as interactive as we can, um, you know, in this Zoom environment. So uh, we have this Q&A question box at the bottom here. This is gonna be manned by all of those folks behind the scenes that can answer all of your questions in real time. And also this is where we'll be taking some questions um, during live Q&A breaks throughout the session as well. Another thing that I wanted to mention is that we have this raise hand button. So I'll be asking some questions throughout the presentation today, just to get an idea, engage uh, what you guys think and what you're doing in your specific labs. So um, if we can just give that raise hand button a click to make sure that everything is working appropriately, I would be much um, appreciative. Fabulous, looks like it's working great. Thank you guys so much for that. All right, so let's dig in. So the CLC Genomics work Workbench is really your one-stop shop for all things sequencing. So the software is very user-friendly, so scientists can drive all of their own analyses, even if you don't have any experience in, say, command line or any sort of bioinformatics uh, tools. Now, today, we will be focused primarily on de novo assembly, but CLC Genomics offers all sorts of tools for all sorts of things sequencing, like uh, classical sequence analysis, that's over here, microbial genomics modules, we have uh, lots of cool single cell analysis tools, epigenomics, everything in between. So if you guys are doing any sort of sequencing related experiments, CLC Genomics Workbench will be um, your best friend when it comes to analyzing that data. 
Now, CLC Genomics Workbench is used all over the globe by scientists from many different disciplines. So just a really quick Google Scholar search will give us a sampling of folks that have published with the help of uh, these DeNoble assembly tools that we'll be going through today in the CLC Genomics Workbench. So uh, here's a few snippets from researchers all around the world that took their assemblies that they uh, made using the DeNovo assembly tools, and then they uh, took the results and the alignments that they got to do things like phylogenetic analysis, uh, SNP calling, structural variant calling, so on and so forth. So today we'll be going through the tools for de novo assembly using long reads with polishing with uh, short reads. But like I said, I can see in the poll that many of you guys have indicated that you will be performing de novo uh, assembly with short reads. So the great news is that thanks to all of these wizard driven tools in CLC Genomics Workbench, you will learn um, what you learned today will be easily translatable to the tools for de novo assembly using short reads but I'll definitely make sure to point those out to you during our time together. So our long read support plugin is a collection of tools that were developed to work with long error prone reads from single molecule uh, sequencing technologies like um, Pacific Biosciences or Oxford Nanopore technologies. We can take those reads and assemble them into context, whoops, we can take those reads and assemble in them into uh, context and align them to a reference genome within CLC Genomics Workbench. And of course, reports can be generated at every step of the process to review QC metrics to review the quality of the results that you're generating. So here is just a quick example of a QC report where we're having a look at the contig measurements here to see how well our um, contigs not only um, assembled, but also aligned to our uh, reference genome here. Now, because um, like I said before, long reads are error prone, there's some estimates that say anywhere between 10 and maybe 30% uh, errors. We can use those more accurate short reads to polish our de novo assembled uh, genome that we built using those long reads. So for example, in this pairwise comparison table, where we're looking at the average nucleotide identity. So before polishing, what we have here is an uh, ANI of 99.83. And after we polished with those short reads, you can see we uh, improved though that ANI number from 99.93 um, to 99.93. And then, of course, we also have our alignment percentage metric over here, where before polishing, we had this 99.34, and after polishing, we have our 99.6. So this can be really important when you're um, doing some downstream analyses, like uh, calling single nucleotide polymorphisms, and it just makes your um, results a little bit more accurate. Now, if a reference genome is available from a closely related strain or species, we can generate a whole genome alignment to see how well our assembled genome, so that's this down here, compares to our reference genome. We can also take your reads and just map them back to a reference. So this is a really excellent tool 
if you are going to be using your sequencing uh, results to identify heterozygous variants by mapping those reads back to that reference uh, sequence. And then from there, you can perform standard uh, variant calling. So like I mentioned before, and I'll probably mention 50 more times, uh, long reads can be quite error prone. So uh, CLC Genomics Workbench has a bunch of ways that it helps deal with this. But namely, we have a tool that allows scientists to fix these errors. So you can see here in this top alignment up here, we have all of our reads, and then we have our um, red reverse reads and our green forward reads. And we can see there are lots of errors all throughout this, these sequences as we um, kind of cruise down the line here and see these little boxes of blue, yellow, uh, reds, and greens. So these are all errors in our uncorrected uh, sequencing reads. Now, after we run the uh, correct read sequencing, correct sequencing reads tool here, you can see that virtually all of those errors are now gone. So this once again will help clean up your data. Then you can use that data to input into things like SNP or variant calling um, with a little bit more uh, trust in what you're generating here. Now, besides all of these de novo sequencing tools, there are a ton of other functionalities in CLC Genomics Workbench. So today we will have a look at a few of these functionalities that can be helpful when we're doing uh, de novo assembly. So the very first one that we'll be looking at is BLAST at NCBI. So this tool will allow you to blast the, the contigs that you're generating against the NCBI database to see whether there are any sequences that are similar to the contig that we've just assembled. So in this case here, we have um, lots of sequences that seem to have some sort of um, matching to our contigs here, but the very top hits here are saying that we have a uh, real close matching to the Sarasia marcesans uh, genome which is great because that is exactly uh, what we sequenced in this experiment. So that's showing us that we are on the right track with all of our contig um, assembly. Now it is worth saying also that this is all done within the confines of CLC. So you don't have to copy and paste into another software or a uh, web browser. So some other helpful tools that we could use for genome assembly are stored within this uh, genome finishing toolbox. So here we can use tools to improve the contiguity, completeness, and correctness of our de novo assembled genome. So here is an example where we use the analyze contigs tool to review our assembly and check for problematic areas of the genome that might have uh, things going on like low coverage or single-stranded coverage. So from there, we can employ other genome finishing tools to help design uh, amplicons and primers to maybe go at those sections of sequencing with a different technology to build on the coverage of those problematic areas there. Now, of course, you can rest assured about the quality of the data that you're generating because at each step, we are able to generate a QC report. This will allow us to see how well our tools are performing and if we're processing our data appropriately. So for this example, we can examine uh, different contig measurements to have a look at the con contiguity 
of our contigs. That's a mouthful. Um, we can look at something like the N50 size, which is uh, defined as the sequence length of the shortest contig at 50% of the total genome length to just get a good idea of how contiguous our contigs are. I'm sure that will come up in some sort of trivia uh, questions that you might encounter at the bar there. What is an N50? Anyways, CLC Genomics Workbench can also create lots of log files. These are excellent when working in uh, more clinically focused labs or public health labs where strict record keeping is a must. So these logs are also very helpful in reminding you or your fellow scientists how you've processed your data so you can reproduce it down the line. Now also CLC Genomics Workbench is scalable. So today we'll be using the uh, tools in our uh, GUI interface. However, if you have greater needs, um, whether that's an increased need for number of samples or even a shorter turnaround time, there are lots of CLC genomic solutions to meet your needs. So please definitely feel free to just reach out to us. Now for today's use case, we will be using uh, the Sarasia Marcesin strain uh, CAV 1492. So this is where we have uh, some reads, some long reads, so the minion reads, and also we have some short reads from Illumina that we have down some samples from 3 million down to 300,000, uh, just to make this run a little bit faster. And then also we will be using a reference standard that was, that was made um, using deep coverage that you can also find uh, at this um, link down below here. So just by a show of hands, um, it, are these types of things what you guys came here to see today? Um, so if you guys could just click on that raise hand button, if you're on the same page as us, awesome, fabulous. So if there is anything else that you do wanna to cover today or you don't see, please feel free to use that Q&A box um, located at the bottom of the screen and just ping my fellow colleagues to um, mention whatever it is that you'd like to um, review today. So without further ado, let's start cracking into the software. So we're gonna start off our journey with our de novo uh, assembly here. So just first things first, let's take a quick survey of what we're working with here in uh, CLC. So over here, we have our navigation area. So you can think of this as like the Windows folder um, file explorer, where you're just storing all of your data and visualizations that you're generating um, throughout your analyses. Now down below here, we have our toolbox. So this is where all of our tools as well as template workflows live. Um, that we'll be using throughout today. So we will spend a lot of time uh, looking for tools in this um, area right here, which we can just simply scroll through using this little bar on the side. Or if you wanna be a little bit um, shorter about it, you can actually type in uh, the name of the tool that you're looking for in that search box right there. Now, another important place to visit is gonna be the top right-hand corner of CLC Genomics Workbench. So here we can see a button where we can download our plugins. So for plugins, we will need to grab a few plugins to um, do some of the stuff that we're gonna be doing today. 
we will first need to download uh, Long Read Support Beta, Genome Finishing Module, and the Whole Genome Alignment Plugins. And we'll show you exactly how to do that in a few seconds. You'll also notice here that there is a button for references. So this is where we can download all sorts of pre-canned references that Kyogen has collected and deposited into this um, database over here. And then last but certainly not least, we have our support uh, button up here. So if you guys are ever hung up or if you have more questions or encounter an error, please click on that support button that will open up a uh, pop-up where you can provide your information and give support an idea of your questions there. Okay, so first things first, let's go and visit that plugins uh, button to download some of those plugins that we may need uh, downloaded to CLC Genomics Workbench. So we're just simply gonna click on that plugins button here. And you can see we have two different tabs. We have our manage plugin. So this is all the stuff that I have already downloaded. And you can see here, I have a ton of different stuff because I've been playing around in CLC a little bit. But if you don't have them on your manage plugins list, you're just gonna simply go over to the download plugins. Now, one tip and trick about this download plugins is you see you have this red um, message at the bottom here and all of these downloads and installs are grayed out. So what you're gonna need to do is run CLC Genomics uh, Workbench as an administrator um, to be able to launch that. So let me just um, minimize CLC Genomics Workbench to show you um, what I am talking about here because this is certainly something that can hang people up. So here is my desktop icon for CLC Genomics Workbench. I am going to right click on CLC Genomics Workbench icon and then just click this run as administrator. And that'll give you administrative rights to CLC Genomics Workbench. And you'll be well on your way to um, downloading some of those plugins there. So again, that's up in the plugins. Cycle over to this download plugins and these download inst and install buttons will be um, active if you are running with administrative uh, privileges. Now, one other thing that you'll need to do is when you close out of this manage plugins, it's going to want to restart CLC Genomics for um, those plugins to take effect. So let that do its thing, and then you will be ready to roll with your new plugins. So at this point in time, I'm just going to click on the close button. So the next step in our journey here will be to uh, import our data, right? We have long reads, short reads, and a, uh, and a genome to import here. Well, we've tried to make this very easy for you. So we have lots of buttons up here at the top. So the very first one that we're gonna visit today is going to be our import button. So we're gonna go ahead and give that a click. And you'll see that we have many different options for things to import into CLC Genomics Workbench. So the very first one that I'd like to do with you uh, today is to import our long reads from Oxford Nanopore here. So we're gonna go ahead and give that a click right now. So again, import Oxford Nanopore. So I mentioned in my um, introduction slides, everything in CLC Genomics is wizard driven. So this makes it hopefully very easy for you guys to follow and figure out how to run all of these tools. 
So the first question that we'll usually encounter in many of these wizards is where do you want to run this? So right now I am running all of this de novo assembly just on my Hewlett Packard uh, laptop. So uh, this software can be pretty powerful, yet you know you can run it on um, your laptop or personal machine. You know, of course, depending on how much RAM and your CPU speed. But for today, I'm going to be running it on my local instance, which is my workbench. Now, if you had a server instance or if you were plugged into the CLC Genomics Cloud, you can choose those options as well. And feel free to reach out to us um, if some scaling up of your needs is necessary for your labs. So now we're going to be just clicking on that next button. And that will bring us to the question of, all right, so where are these uh, long reads that you want to import? So up at the top here, I'm going to make sure that I'm selected on my uh, local file system right here. And then I'm going to go down here to the Add Files button. And then I'm just going to simply navigate out to wherever it was that I stored my FastQ files here. So you can see I have stored them in this uh, folder. So I will grab my MinION reads and click on this open button at the bottom. Now that we are good with that, you'll see that we have general options to discard read names and quality scores. Um, if you have a good reason to do so, feel free. I generally keep those um, unchecked. So here we're going to go ahead and click that next button. So the next question that it'll ask us is, do we want to just simply open uh, these files or do we want to save them into our CLC instance? So here we want to make sure that we are um, selected on our save um, uh, option here. And then if you wanted to, like if you're in a public health lab, you can create even a log file of that upload uh, process here. But for now, this is good to go. And we will just click on that next button. This is just going to ask us, where do we want to save these? So what I'm going to do today is um, I have already pulled the uh, cooking show kind of sleight of hand uh, trick here. And I've pre-processed everything in CLC Genomics Workbench so we don't have to wait around looking at each other or looking at our Zoom screen while things run. But to show you guys how we're going to go through things, um, through things, I'm just going to click on our new folder and create just a um, test folder here that we'll drop all of our stuff into. So I just created this guy and then I'll click on OK. So once you are satisfied with where you're saving it, we're going to go ahead and just click on the Finish button. So that will import our long reads. And you can check the status of this by visiting our Processes tab over in that Toolbox area um, at the uh, lower left-hand corner of the screen. So you can see here that this imported um, rather quickly. We're at 100% done, so this is ready to uh, rock and roll. Next step in the puzzle are going to be, once again, importing our short reads. So we will visit our friend, the Import button up at the top here. We will then um, go down to Illumina, since we generated these short reads using the Illumina uh, platform and just click on Illumina there. So once again, we're met with our wizard. Uh, and we're gonna choose to run everything today on our workbench instance or our laptop. So once that's selected, we're gonna go ahead and click on the next button. So same thing like we dealt with before. 
gonna make sure we're pointed to our file system. And then we're gonna click on that add files and navigate out to wherever it was that we stored those Illumina reads. So I have my read one, read two here from Illumina. So I'll select both of those just using my control or shift button. And then I will click the uh, open button down below here. Once again, we have a lot of different options uh, down here, down below. One thing to definitely pay attention to is make sure you have your paired reads option checked here um, for your Illumina reads if you're doing read one, read two type uh, sequencing. And then we have lots of other options that um, if you need them, they are there. But generally, uh, we like to keep it just at default. So we're going to go ahead and click the next button. Once again, just asking, where do you want to save this stuff? And do you want to create a log? So we're going to go ahead and say, yeah, we want to save it. So we will click on the next button. And we'll go choose our test folder that we created um, during our last import here. So I'm going to dump these Illumina sequences into the test folder by clicking on this Finish button. And keep your eyes over here on the Processes uh, tab. You'll see this uh, pop up when I click the Finish button, as well as how long it's taking to import. And of course, this is totally dependent on your CPU speed, uh, RAM, all of that, um, all of those specs. So now we have uploaded our long reads and our short reads. The last thing left to uh, import is going to be our uh, reference file here. So we're gonna go once again to the import button. And for our just general reference sequence, we're gonna just choose the standard import here. This is gonna be um, a lot more um, loose into what, as to what we can import here. So the wizard pops up again, asks, where do you want to um, look for this file uh, system here? So you can point it at your laptop or if you guys have base space or the CLC cloud, just like before. And we're gonna go over to our add files button. We're gonna navigate out to the folder that contains that genome uh, for Sorashia Mercesans here and then click on uh, open. Down at the bottom, you have some options here. So you could force it to import as a specific file type if you would like. Um, but for today, we are just simply going to leave it as an automatic import that lets it um, detect it, recognize it, and do um, its thing here. So we're just going to go ahead and click on the next button. And once again, it asks you what folder do you want to save it in. So we'll drop it into our test folder that we created together and click on the finish button. So once again, you'll see that that import happened rather quickly. So now we are ready to roll. So we have our long reads, our short reads, and our genome now. So the very next thing that we want to do is to run our de novo assembly. So what we're gonna do is in our toolbox down here, we are going to switch over to the toolbox tab since we um, had been on our processes tab. And we can either um, scroll through the list down here and look for our long uh, read support, or we can just very simply type into the search box, long uh, read, and you'll see that it'll quickly um, narrow down into those long read supports. So if you don't see these popping up in your tools, just a quick reminder that you're gonna need to download them from, your, uh, from that plugins area of your CLC Genomics Workbench, restart the software, 
and then they should pop up in your tools section here. So what we're going to do very, uh, very first thing right out the gate with everything that we just uploaded is we are going to uh, run this de, uh, de novo assemble long reads beta here. So we can double click it to choose to run this. And once again, we're met with our uh, wizard driven um, steps here. So once again, where do you want to run it? We're running it on the laptop and we're going to click on the next button. Now it's going to ask you, what reads do you want to use? So for um, us, we uploaded our reads into this test folder down here. And you'll, you can navigate over to um, that min ion uh, folder here, expand it open, and just grab the min ion read by highlighting it and then using these arrow over buttons to pop it into the selected elements uh, box over here. So once we have done that and we are satisfied with the long reads that we've chosen, we're going to click on the next button. Here it's going to ask you, do you want to polish with reads? Certainly, that is something that we are interested in doing today. So we're going to leave that checked. And then we have our output filter here that we're just going to leave at default. So once we're good with that, we're going to go ahead and click on that next button. Some options will show up for what do you want to see um, as an output. So uh, definitely recommend to check both the create report and the assembly graph to just have a look and see what they're all about. And then, of course, we want to save these files um, rather than just open them into our uh, instance here of CLC. And then once again, you can always create a log if that's something that you need to do uh, for your lab. So once we're good with that, we're going to go ahead and click on that next button and figure out where to uh, save this. So in our test folder, I'm actually going to create a new folder kind of nested underneath that. And I'm going to call it uh, Long Reads De Novo And just click on OK. And you'll see that folder get nested under there. And then we can click on that Finish button down below. So this will kick off the process of that De Novo, uh, De Novo Assemble Long Reads here. It does take some time, of course, depending on um, how souped up your computer is, how much RAM you have here. So like I said, I did the cooking show trick and I have already pre-baked all of our um, data that we're gonna be reviewing today. So we don't have to wait for this guy to uh, run in the background. So once that is done running, let's go have a look and see what we get out of the uh, results here. So here's our folder for de novo assemble long reads that I pre-baked. So you can see here that we have a contig list, we have our assembly graph, we have a report, and then we have our log file. So let's just click through some of these to um, understand what they are. So first and foremost, let's look at our uh, assembly report. So all I'm doing is just double clicking on that, um, that listing in that folder. And you can have a look and see uh, what some of these QC measurements are. Um, there's our uh, friend N50 and N90 to try to figure out how um, contiguous these contigs are. And if you scroll down here, you can see um, all sorts of other assorted information, just giving you an idea of how well your contigs uh, assembled here. The next thing that we're going to open is going to be our contig list. 
So this is going to simply be our um, context that we've generated. So here we have six of them. And it looks like three of them are linear and uh, three of them are circular. And the reason why I say that is that we have these little um, arrows at the beginning of these sequences. And that is the icon that is just distinguishing them as um, circular. However, you don't have to take just my word for it. You can come down uh, to the bottom of the screen here. There's a bunch more tools kind of tucked away on the edge. And we can open up our table to have a look at all of these contigs here. So I'm going to give that a click. And you'll see, once again, here's our three linear contigs and our three circular contigs that we just uh, created. One other thing that we can do is open up our assembly graph. So here we'll have a look at those the six uh, different contigs that we created. We can zoom in on them using our zoom buttons down below here to get really into the nitty gritty. And it's all um, interactive that that's something that you would um, like to see here. Now, from a raise of hands, who in the webinar today has um, things other than Illumina short reads or um, these uh, long reads generated by uh, Oxford Nanopore. So raise hands if you guys have any have sequencing reads coming from providers other than those sequences that I named. Great, it does look like a few of you have some other types of different sequencing data here. So just really quickly, you're gonna do the same exact things that I just showed you how to do in terms of your de novo assemble long reads. The only difference here is you're gonna use different import tools. So we have these import tools that are um, specific for the types of data that you're importing. So I know MGI BGI is um, a big one, especially overseas. If you guys have um, Sanger sequencing, um, of course, you know, it's kicking it old school, but you know, still has a, has a big spot in my heart. And then of course, here's our pack bio read. So feel free to launch those specific tools if you have sequencing data other than that Illumina and the Oxford Nanopore that I showed you here today. Excellent. So um, again, by another raise hands here, who would love to be able to export some of these uh, reports that we have here or some of these lists to include in say a lab notebook or a presentation here? Awesome, it seems like a few of you definitely um, want to be able to do that. So we have a few different tools to be able to do so. We have our export button here and that is simply exactly what it says, it's an export button. So you can grab any of the things that you generate here and export that data. Now, if you wanted to export, say the graphics like that um, assembly graph that we created here, you can go ahead and click on that graphics button and that will allow you to export um, publication ready figures that you um, can drop into your um, publications or your lab reports, so on and so forth. Okay, so we have already covered a lot of ground together. So I am gonna pause and see if we have any questions um, that have come up in chat. Thanks, Kristen. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just, um, while you guys are typing in your questions in the Q&A box, I'm gonna go ahead and just um, launch a speed poll just to make sure you know that Kristen speed is okay with you guys. Let us know if she's going too fast or slow, and um, we'll take that into um, consideration. And then I noticed that some of you, um, 
uh, came in late. So I'm just going to go ahead and also post uh, today's slides in the chat box. So um, you can access those slides and review the information that Kristen is uh, covering today, as well as get access to those uh, links um, for helpful resources. And so taking a look at uh, the Q&A box. Um, so one of the questions uh, that has come up is, um, I'm sort of new to uh, CLC, where can I get additional support and assistance if I have any problems? Absolutely. So there's a few different places that you can go. So you can visit your support button that is in the top upper right hand corner of the screen here, or you can navigate to this help uh, section here. So this help section contains a lot of cool information. So there are online tutorials that will walk you through everything that you'd ever want to do in CLC. So that can be very helpful as well as this contact support. So that's another place that you can go to um, ask for support from our helpful folks over in our support team. Thanks, Kristen. And so um, where can I learn more about the algorithms used in this training session? Absolutely. So that's another great place to uh, dig into things is um, in that help button. So if you were trying to figure out what type of aligners we use, um, what are the algorithms for calculating all of these different things that we're doing here, definitely have a look at either this help um, at the top or in the online tutorials that also has um, a lot of information here. So between these two, you should be able to find the information. And then of course, if you still can't find it or it's just eluding you, please feel free to contact support and we can give you all the information that you need. Okay, and so um, one of the attendees um, asked, um, how do I know that I'm adding the appropriate files to each of the steps in the wizard? Will CLC help me with that as well? Absolutely, so let's just go and um, run our de novo assemble long reads tool again. And let's say I'm trying to grab the wrong sequences here. I'll grab my Illumina sequences and you'll see that it gives you a big warning at the bottom saying, hey, it looks like you didn't grab any long read uh, information, that this tool is certainly optimized for Oxford Nanopore or PacBio. So it's, um, I like to use the term dummy proof. Um, as you're going through things, it will yell at you if you're doing the wrong thing. Okay. Um, one of the viewers asked, um, can the assembly graph show which contact is which? Absolutely. So if you go to the assembly graph, let's open that guy up again. So if you wanted to um, say, look at individual contigs here, we can go and choose those contigs over on the right hand side here with this little drop down uh, menu. So say we were only interested in contig four, this is contig four, and we can um, zoom in or out on that as well. And then, um... A question came up about uh, the table that you showed uh, with the contigs. Um, I, they're in different sizes. Um, do you know why? Yeah, so the genome itself for the organism that we are um, looking at today differs in size. So I'm just going to go back here. We have um, one chromosome and five plasmids that exist in this. So that's why we have all of those different sized uh, contigs here. So we should have six contigs, one chromosome, five plasmids, and we certainly have um, those six contigs 
two of them seem to be eluding um, the circular kind of construct, but we will um, fix that with some polishing down the line. Right. Um, so it looks like you still have um, other things to cover. So um, if you guys have any questions, please utilize the Q&A box. And we have other scientists on the line besides uh, Kristen that will be happy to help you. And thank you for um, filling in that speed poll. It looks like uh, for the most part, um, the current pace is fine. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and continue. Sounds good. All right. So just a quick recap of what we did. So we went through and looked at the different plugins that we had and downloaded the ones that we needed for this particular um, instance. Um, and then once we were good with that, we went on our merry way and started importing some data. So here we utilized the Oxford Nanopore importer, the Illumina importer, and then the standard import for our genome file here. So once we were good with our imports for our data, we then utilize the de novo assembly tools that are underneath our long read support beta section of our um, toolbox. And we grabbed that de novo uh, assemble long reads beta tool and launched that. So from here, the next step in the process would be to um, polish these reads. So let's go back to CLC. So we have completed um, the second part of our process, which is just the uh, de novo assembly. So the next uh, stop in the process is going to be polishing those assemblies with our short reads here. So um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go once again, visit our uh, long reads support beta. And again, we can either scroll through the list or utilize our easy to use search box at the top here. And we're gonna go and choose our polish with reads tool. So to launch this, all we're gonna do is just give that polish with reads a double click. Once again, we have our wizard. So we will choose to run it on our workbench, click on the next button. And here's where we're gonna go and choose our short reads. So here we have our min ion one selected. So we wanna kick that one out and just grab our short reads here. Sorry, we do wanna polish our min ion. Excuse me, that was incorrect. So we do wanna polish our min ion reads by choosing that and kicking it over into our selected elements. And of course we want to choose the one um, that we just imported there. So we're gonna go and actually, let me just expand this a little bit so you guys can see um, this list of what we're gonna grab here. So this is our raw sequences. So we're gonna grab that contig list that we just generated during our de novo assembly. And that is what we're gonna polish with those short reads here. So we're gonna highlight that and click on the um, arrow over to put that contig list over in the selected elements box here. Apologies for that. And then we're gonna click on the next button. This is where we're gonna tell our, um, tell CLC where our short reads are that we want to polish that long read contig list with. So here, we're just gonna click on that little file folder icon that we see over here to figure out where did we put our um, Illumina reads here. So you can see we have our, pair, our paired Illumina reads. 
that we are going to click on that over button to pop it into the selected elements box and click on OK at the bottom. There are some parameters that you can change down here, but feel free to leave them at uh, default for this um, webinar. So we'll go ahead and click on that next button now. Same thing that we typically see, we're gonna ask the question, what do you want for outputs? And do you wanna save it or open it and create a log? So we certainly wanna always create a report to make sure that we're doing things correctly. And then we're gonna click on our save button here um, to make sure that we're saving it. Once we're satisfied with all that, we're gonna click on the next button and just choose where we're gonna save it. So let's pop it into our test uh, folder. So I'm gonna create another folder nested under test that is just gonna be our polished reads and click on okay. So I'm gonna drop our polished reads into that folder right there. So that's gonna take um, a little bit of time to run and we can see that with the processes tab over here. It's about 5% done so far. So let's navigate to our um, examples that I've already pre-run previously um, to this webinar starting. So I have my Polish with Reads folder, and you can see that we have a few different things in here. We have our polishing report, and then we have our contact list that is specified as Polish. So let's just open up that Polish, and you'll see it's just the ATCGs here, so it's the sequence itself. And then we can open up our polishing report that is asking um, questions uh, you know, about how well did it uh, run, what are the mapped reads and polished windows here? So it looks like we really um, did a number on all of our contigs here and spruced them up a little bit with our polished uh, reads. Now, another way to check to make sure that this did indeed um, help out our uh, sequencing is we can run a whole genome alignment here. So what we're gonna do is we are going to navigate to back to our toolbox. And in our toolbox, so rather than look in the long read support, we're gonna look for either the whole genome alignment uh, toolbox, or we can type in whole genome alignment. So I'm just gonna scroll down and expand open our whole genome alignment here. So now what we're gonna do is we're just gonna take our align, we're gonna take our pre-polished reads and align them with our polished reads to our um, genome here to have a look and see how well did those uh, did that polishing um, you know help out our sequences here. So what we're going to do first things first is we're going to go to create a whole genome alignment. So I'm going to go ahead and just give that tool a double click to launch it. We're going to run it on our laptop. So I'll click on the next button. And here we're gonna go and select the sequences that we would like to uh, align here. So I'm gonna grab the polished reads and I'm also gonna grab just the contig list um, that was not polished here. Once I grabbed those two, I'm gonna go ahead and click on that next button. It's gonna ask us um, for alignment options. You can leave these all at default, but most importantly down here, it's gonna ask you to set your reference genome. So here we can click on the little folder icon to go navigate to wherever it was that we stored our genome here. So in this case, it's in my folder number one for um, this genome. And we can click our arrow over button 
and then click on OK once we're good with that genome in our selected elements window. Once that is done, we're going to click on the next button. And it's going to ask the questions for outputs and saving. So we're going to go ahead once again, save it, and look at the QC report and click on Next. And here I'll save it under Test in a new folder called WGA. All right, so now that we have created our whole genome alignment, let's run another tool called uh, uh, Create Average Nucleotide Identity Comparison. So this will really help us figure out and see how well things um, improved from our polishing here. And then once we're done running this, we can go back and look at the uh, results from both of these tools. So let's open Create Average Nucleotide nucleotide identity comparison tool by double-clicking it. We'll run it on our laptop. Click on Next. We're going to grab that whole genome alignment that we have already uh, processed. So here is the um, pre-baked whole genome alignment that I ran before. And I'll click on the Next button once again. We're going to leave these parameters as uh, default here so we can just zip right through to the next screen, clicking the next button. And here we're going to save our results and um, potentially create a log if that was something that you would like to do. So here I'm going to once again drop into our test folder and then click on Finish. So what we see here from this whole genome alignment is a whole bunch of things that just got generated. So we have our after alignment uh, genome in the contact list that we put into it. Um, so our polished and unpolished reads. But more importantly, we have our actual alignment. So let's give that a double click. And we can have a look and see how well did these polished and unpolished reads align to our genome. So you can see here, everybody aligned pretty well, except for um, we have some swaps going on down at the end. But most importantly, we have this really handy dendrogram that shows us how closely these sequences uh, resemble each other. So it certainly looks like our polished reads that's in the middle here um, more closely resembles our genome reference than our unpolished reads do. So you can see from this view, certainly we improved uh, things a little bit here. So you can once again also um, scroll into those if you wanna see like nucleotide level um, things. The next result that we're going to open is going to be our average nucleotide identity comparison result. So we're going to go ahead and give that a double click, and you'll be met with this little graph here. So this graph looks a little bit uh, cumbersome to interpret, but I'll show you what you uh, want to pay attention to. So for sequence one, we have our genome. For sequence two, we have our unpolished uh, contigs. And then for sequence three, we have our polished contigs. Now, um, the upper two boxes are going to be our average nucleotide identity. So how well um, did these nucleotides um, identify with the genome here? So you can see we went from a 99.83 um, without polishing to a 99.93 with polishing. So we certainly improved the um, contigs here for their alignment um, to our genome. Now down below here, these two boxes 
are going to be our um, alignment percentage. So how well did these align to our genome? So you can see our unpolished reads started with a 99.34, and we ended up with this 99.6. So through these tools, you're able to really see um, how well that polishing actually um, works on your sequences, and if it's something that you want to uh, put that effort into doing here. So we are going to go back just to our slides to recap some of the steps that we just went through, because we just went through um, a good number of them once again. So here we started with our um, Contig assembly, right? And then we went to our polish with reads instance here. We took, we went and ran that tool to polish our long reads with our short reads, which then we wanted to see how well that polishing um, ran. So what we did is we created a whole genome alignment between our reference genome, our unpolished reads, and our polished reads. And then we ran our average nucleotide identity tool to see the metrics of how well the uh, polishing improved those uh, sequences here. We then had a look at some of those outputs from those um, tools here. So the first one that we or the first one that we looked at was just the um, actual map where we had a look at that dendrogram and saw that our polish um, is definitely closer to our genome than the unpolished and we saw our average nucleotide identity metrics, as well as our alignment percentage go up um, using this polishing uh, tool here. So now let's go back to CLC and continue on our uh, journey here. So the next stop in our, uh, in our path here will be to map your long reads to some sort of a reference, right? We're going to want to take those polished reads and put them into um, a mapping to see how well they are um, aligning to our reference here. So what we're going to do is we are going to go over to our long read support uh, module again. Again, you can scroll through this and open it up or use the search box. And what we're going to do is we're going to launch this map long reads to reference tool here. So just give that a double click. We're going to choose once again to run it on the workbench, click on the next button. Here we're going to choose our uh, long reads here. So let's grab our contact list of polished reads and pop that over into our selected elements box and click on our next button. Here it's going to ask the question, what is the genome you want to align to? You can click on your folder icon to go navigate to your uh, genome here. So we had it in our sequences folder and use the arrow over to pop it into the selected elements uh, box. Once that's all good, we are set to click on the OK button. And then we can click on the next button. From here, it'll give you some mapping options. Uh, we suggest just leaving them as default unless you have a real strong our reason to change them. You can always look at these metrics a little bit more through the help buttons that appear um, at the bottom of all of these wizards. So I hadn't pointed this out before, but this help button does exist in many of those wizards, and it will give you fine-tuned details about all of the things that you see on this specific screen here. 
Now, let's say you also kind of messed around with some of these parameters and wanted to just start from scratch again and reset everything to those default parameters. All you'd have to do is just click on that the uh, reset button right here, and that'll bring everything right back to where it was. So like I said, we're going to leave this stuff as, um, as it is and just click on the next button. Where it'll ask you, um, do you want to create a reads track? And when you hover over it, it'll give you a little bit more explanation what a reads track in is. Or do you want to create standalone read mappings? So a reads track is great when you're looking um, just downstream at those reads in comparative analysis or visualization. But if you really wanted to dig into some of the details of those mappings, you're going to want to create those standalone mappings. Another really helpful tool is this collect unmapped reads. So maybe you have some contamination going on in your sequencing. Um, you can actually grab those unmapped reads and try to figure out what it is that's contaminating uh, your experiment here. And then, of course, we're going to always uh, click on the Save button and also the Create Report. And once we're satisfied with that, we're going to click on the Next button, figure out where we want to save it. Again, I'm going to drop it into our test folder and click on Finish. So now what that's doing is it is uh, mapping our polished long reads to our reference. So a few different uh, results are going to pop out from that. So let me navigate to that folder. So this is folder number four, map long reads to reference genomes. I'm going to open that up, and you're going to see a couple things here. You're going to see this mapping one, where we can double click on that. And you can have a look and zoom in on your contigs here. Remember, we have six of them. So you can simply click on them um, up at the tip top of the screen here. Or if they're hard to click on, you can just navigate between the contigs by clicking on uh, this drop down here. So let's go to, um, say, this guy right here. And then, of course, if you wanted to zoom in to like nucleotide basis type things, you can scroll all the way in at the bottom here. So let's zoom all the way in to look at the nucleotides um, in our mapping here. So you can see here we have all of our reads. And of course, we have our forward in green, in our reverse in red. There is a uh, key down here. And then all these little tick marks that you see, these boxes, these are all of um, the differences that the aligner is seeing in your reads versus your reference genome. So a lot of times, especially with long reads, these are errors that we're going to want to deal with somehow and correct those errors because those aren't technically uh, real uh, single nucleotide variants here or indels. So the next thing that we want to do um, is just have a look at our mapping report. This is going to tell us how well did it perform. So you can give that a double click and have a look and see you know, how many reads got mapped. Looks like we have 99% of them. So that's a great alignment and kind of scroll through to just to have a look at some of the metrics that you're generating here. And then by clicking on this um, other one here, this mapping, you'll just see again a list of your contigs here. And you can open up the actual mapping using this button at the bottom here. Now I am going to navigate back to our um, contig here and zoom back into those that nucleotide level. So we can really just kind of have a moment to consider that there are a ton of errors in these reads, right? They're long reads, even though we polished with them, uh, there's definitely a bunch of errors that we want to um, deal with here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna launch our uh, 
correcting long reads tool here. So what we're going to do is navigate back to our long read support toolbox. And the very first thing that you'll see um, on this list is our collect long, uh, long read beta here. So we're going to give that a double click, launch the wizard. We're going to run it in our laptop. So we'll click on next. So here, what we want to do is grab the reads that we want to uh, correct. So in this case, it's going to be the polished long reads that we want to correct. So here, I'm going to grab my config list, list that's polished, pop it over into selected elements, and click on the Next button. Here, once again, we have all sorts of different um, parameters. If you wanted more info on what these do, you can click on the Help button. But uh, in our case, we're just going to leave it at that standard execution mode with everything else as default and click on the Next button. It'll ask us, do we want to create a report and save it? Of course we do. So we're just going to click on our Next button and figure out where we want to save it. And once again, I'm going to drop it in our test folder and click on Finish. Now, when that is done, we can um, take those reads. So what I did um, to show you guys, there's a difference between the corrected long reads and those uh, polished long reads that went in there, is I actually created a alignment here. I created a, a track list, rather, of those corrected and uncorrected reads um, ahead of time. So I'm going to go and go ahead and open that up. And I'm going to zoom way into our nucleotide level here. And you can see at the very tip top, this is our, um, our reads that were, um, let me just shut off this annotation tool. So these are the long reads that were uncorrected at the top here. And you can see there's tons of little boxes at the tippity top. Whereas down below here, you'll see that we don't have all of those little boxes showing up. So this is where that magic of the correct long reads tool uh, came into play down below here. So you can see that that tool certainly um, helps with those long reads. So definitely uh, feel free to use it in your research here. Now, um, just really quickly, since I promised uh, you guys that I would show you, and just to refresh my memory with a show of hands, how many of you guys are going to be working with just short reads here? So no long reads, you just have short reads. And it looks like, yeah, I thought so. There was a quite a few of you that were going to be uh, just using those short reads. Now, everything that I've shown you today for long reads and all of this cool correcting and polishing, all of these skills and tools that you just reviewed will also help you get through the de novo sequencing with short reads. So in our toolbox, you'll notice at the very bottom here, we have our de novo sequencing uh, toolbox. When we expand that out, we have our de novo assembly and our map reads to contigs. So this is exactly the tool that you would want to launch if you just had short reads going into your de novo assembly. So same exact deal as you went through um, with me over the past few minutes. You're going to go through that wizard guided um, GUI, and it's going to help you set up that assembly. Uh, no problem here. So once again, we have just busted through a whole chunk of our uh, webinar and our presentation today. So at this moment, I'm actually going to take another Q&A break to see if there are any other questions that popped up as I was going through things.
Uh, thanks, Kristen. So we did have a couple questions that come in through the Q&A box. So for those of you that have questions, please utilize the Q&A box at the bottom of your screen. To type in those questions so that we can um, answer them. And so one of the questions uh, that came up was, how do we align our um, reference, our, our content to a reference? So here you showed how to do this uh, with the reference, the long reads with the reference, but if you have a contig, um, how can you also align that? Absolutely, yeah. So that's one thing that folks really love doing um, as well. And this is actually one thing that I will show you later in the presentation as well. We have this genome finishing module that you guys should have in your instance of CLC here that you downloaded. And we have this align contigs tool. So this align contigs will um, either align your contigs for reference or it'll align um, these contigs to these contigs, what have you. But that's a that's a tool that you can use there to do to align your contigs. Okay. So another question is um, so when uh, setting up this the alignment, um, is there a way to change how strict you want the mapping to be? Absolutely. So when we started that alignment tool, so we're going to go back to our long read support here. So our map long reads to reference as we're cruising through this um, GUI here, you're going to have your reference. And then here is where you can either loosen or strengthen your alignment settings here. And if you wanted more information on what all of these different metrics do, please um, feel free to visit that help button at the bottom and it'll give you guys all of the nitty gritty for all of those different um, alignment metrics. Thanks, Kristen. And so um, another question was, um, can we view uh, different tracks together? Um, is there a genome view uh, available within CLC? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually had made that track list of our corrected and uncorrected lead reads to show you guys how well that um, correction um, happened. And I made that just using some of the really easy to use tools that are in some of our toolbox here, toolboxes here. So under utility tools is kind of our um, the junk drawer of CLC, for lack of a better term. So these are all tools that, you know, lots of different modules can use and they're just you know utilitarian type tools. So here we're going to go to tracks and here we can do this create track list and we can just go grab our sequences just like I did here where I went and grabbed our um, polished reads and then our corrected reads and pop them into um, this browser format to see how well they um, look against each other. And then um, so a lot of uh, the attendees mentioned that they are new to CLC and this may be a new approach to them. Is there a way to, for them to sort of like automate or facilitate the analysis, um, like a workflow that they can follow when they don't really know how, uh, what steps to take uh, within the analysis process? Absolutely. And that is a absolutely beautiful segue into the next segment that I'll be going over with you guys is, um, you know, we've been running all of these tools piecemeal, kind of one by one, but there is a really wonderful way that we can stitch all these tools together. So you can just very simply plop in your fast queue and get all of these wonderful outputs at the end without having to mess around with parameters and running all these tools individually. So I'll get to that in um, like two more minutes. All right. Well, um, since you do have a lot to cover, um, 
we're going to go ahead and continue. But again, uh, please type in those uh, questions in the Q&A box and we will answer them as uh, we're going along. And we'll have a Q&A break um, at the end to answer any remaining questions uh, that you guys may have. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, so let's get into um, back into our slides just once again. We're going to um, kind of review some things together and also have a look at um, our workflow options here. So let me just bring those slides um, back up here. So we did our correction for long reads. And what we did is we took our uncorrected polished reads and we corrected them and looked at them in an alignment in a uh, retract rather, and saw that they certainly did increase um, that. And then I also made sure to show you guys where that de novo assembly for short reads lives. Um, again, guided by a uh, wizard uh, GUI. So that'll be very easy for you guys to drive. Now, um, just like the user asked in our Q&A box, we have lots of uh, workflows and workflow templates that you guys can use to run all of these individual tools stitched together in one kind of fell swoop. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back into uh, CLC Genomics Workbench. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to navigate to the very top of our work of our toolbox here. And you'll see at the very top, we have a bunch of template workflows. So there's all sorts of workflows for all sorts of things sequencing here. But in our case, we can go and have a look at our long read workflows. So this will help stitch together a whole bunch of the tools that we just ran piecemeal. So here we can right click on our workflow and click on this open copy of workflow to have a deeper look at what is involved here. So here we have our workflow. So we have, here's our long uncorrected reads. We're gonna pop it into our de novo assembly. Maybe we're gonna do some polishing. So you can see kind of how the flow of things um, goes through here. So we have our QC, so on and so forth. And then finally, some of our reports. So what we've done is chosen to take all of these individual reports and compile them into one individual huge um, sample report that takes all of the information and puts it into one output. Now over here, you can also see that we have our polished sequences as one of our outputs, so on and so forth. Now, these are customizable. You can add other elements to this workflow by clicking on the Add Element button down below. Or even better yet, you can go over to your toolbox, open up, say we want to add some other long read support um, tools. Maybe we'll want to add in our correct long reads here. So we can just click, drag and drop, or collect long reads onto this map, and then very easily connect um, outputs with um, different uh, things here. So maybe we want to uh, connect our polished sequences to our reads, and then maybe um, have an output here where we're you know, grabbing the um, corrected long reads in a um, file, or grabbing the report here. And then of course, as you saw, there's always lots of parameters for each of these individual tools that you might want to um, change. So here we can just double click on the um, individual tool kind of boxes that are appearing in our workflow to open up these individual parameters here. So you can change these and you can see, you can actually lock them down 
and you can lock down the whole workflow. So this is a really awesome way to um, have someone generate, say, a long read workflow that the entire lab is going to use and make sure that everybody is processing things in a similar fashion. So you can create this workflow and then lock it down and publish it for all of your end users to just be able to grab and run. They won't be able to change any of the parameters, but it just makes things very simple, especially for folks that are brand new to um, CLC Workbench. At the bottom here, of course, we always will have our help uh, button, and this will give you all of the nitty gritty information for all of the parameters that you see here um, in these workflows here. So um, hopefully this gives you a good sense of um, how easy it is to configure to um, edit things on the workflow. Maybe we want to get rid of our sequencing uh, QC. All I did was just highlight it and click my delete button. And if I wanted to add things, say, back in, I just drag and drop and then um, just you know, connect my reads over to um, whatever it is that I'm trying to input into uh, these different tools. So with a show of hands, who thinks that this is going to save them a lot of time? and um, work kind of down the line, right? Customizing things for your lab. Again, this is really awesome for say like public health labs. We wanna make sure everybody's doing the same thing here. Excellent, yes, I think so too. Um, really love these uh, workflows here. So of course you can save your individually um, edited uh, workflows as well, just by using some of these buttons at the very top of the screen. So now that we have talked about the workflow here, I am actually gonna close out all of these tabs so we're not staring at a mess on my screen. So I'm gonna show you guys a really short, uh, quick trick. I'm just gonna right click on um, one of these tabs and say, close all tabs. And this will erase everything um, from the screen and we'll start nice and fresh. So some of the um, other tools that I wanted to go through with you guys today were um, additional functionalities. So we have a lot of other things that can be helpful, especially when you're performing de novo assembly. The very first one that I wanna show you is this Blast at NCBI. So this tool is going to take your config sequences, what have you, and match them against uh, NCBI's database to figure out how close does what you put in match things that are popping up at NCBI. So for this case, you can see that the top uh, matching strains are these Sorachia Mercesin strains. And that's great because that's exactly what we put into this sequencing experiment here. So let's go back over to the CLC Genomics Workbench to figure out how to run these. So um, all of these tools can be found under the genome finishing module here. So by uh, navigating to the genome finishing module uh, folder here, you'll see that there is a ton of different tools that you can use to finish your genomes. So we have lots of things here, like I think I already showed you the um, align contigs. So you can use that to align your contigs to each other, to references here. We have our analyze contigs. That's the one that we're actually gonna be running here today. That'll help detect misassemblies or other problematic areas. Uh, reassemble is another popular one where not only will it detect those problematic areas, but it'll adjust some mapping and the consensus sequences. 
we have the ability to extend contigs. So if you wanted to make some overlaps to join contigs together, you can extend those contigs and then use our join contigs tool. So you can see here, there's lots of different options. Um, I think I also mentioned this create amplicons and create primers to try to um, help come at your sequence with a different sequencing technology to up the level of coverage that you might have. So what we're gonna do today is I'm just gonna run one of them and I'm gonna run this analyze context because this one seems to be really helpful to folks um, that are doing de novo uh, assembly. So once again, I'm just gonna choose it and uh, double click it to launch it, choose to run it on the laptop, click on our next button. You guys know the drill by now. And what we're gonna do is I'm gonna go and grab the read mappings that I want to uh, analyze here. So the read mappings that we want to put in here are gonna be a result of those standalone uh, read mappings. So what we want to uh, grab is going to be our um, corrected and it's gonna be in our standalone here. And I'm gonna click on the arrow over. I know if you guys remember that we had that option in our mapping uh, tool to either generate standalone read mappings or a reads track. So this is why I said, if you wanna do some more nitty gritty things with your sequences, you'll probably wanna choose that standalone um, option here. So I'm gonna grab that and then I'm gonna click on uh, next. Lots of different parameters that you can choose here. So here is um, some uh, that you might wanna change. We're gonna leave them as default and click on the next button. Here we have uh, some other situations that we can change to um, detect things like single strand coverage, non-specific, so on and so forth. And uh, I'm gonna just leave everybody as default and then click on the next button. Once again, just reminding for probably the 80th time that we have that handy dandy little help button that will give you all the information for everything that you see here on the screen. So here you can choose your outputs. Do you want your annotations output? Do you want a report, an annotation table? We wanna save it and maybe you wanna create a log. We'll click on next and then save it into our folder. But since I've already done this, I'm just gonna click on cancel to save us a little bit of time. And I'm gonna open up our um, analyze contigs uh, tool here. So what we're gonna do is just open up our report and then we're gonna open up the tabular format. So I'm gonna open up the um, report here by just double clicking it. And it's gonna show you that looks like we do have one contig that is in um, our list here that has some spots with low coverage and some spots with um, single stranded coverage here. So let's go and open up our tabular uh, results. So that's the one down below here. You can always expand this out if you can't read the um, screen here. So here is the sequences, sequence names that all have uh, low coverage and single stranded coverage here. So we can use this um, tabular format to have a look and see um, these spots actually in those um, mappings here. So what we're gonna do is we are going to go down below to these little tools that are tucked away in the corner. And we're gonna go to the show history button. This is a little bit of a trick. And what we can see here is that 
we um, analyzed some contigs that originated from this specific mapping. So we can choose to um, click on that mapping. And it's going to bring us to it in our um, navigation area here. And we can open it up. So we're going to open that uh, read mapping up once again. We're going to navigate to the sequence that we or the contact that we had those issues with and that was the 642.1 so i'm going to give that one a click and then what i'm going to do is i'm going to click on the open mapping button that's going to open up our mapping um, down below in this nice little split screen view so you can have a look through to see um, what it's talking about when we have areas of say low coverage that might need um, a little bit of a boost, say with some amplicon sequencing, so on and so forth. Now to really hone in on those annotations that we're adding in here, we can go over on the right-hand side of the screen over here. There's a bunch of different settings that we can um, adjust here. One of them is gonna be this annotation layout. So we're gonna go over and select this annotation types. And here we're gonna to wanna to see the annotations for low coverage and for single-stranded coverage. And from here, we can now go back to that analysis list that we had um, before and jump to areas. So we're going back to the tab that had our tabular format. We're gonna go back to our um, list down below by clicking on the little icon that looks like an Excel sheet. And now we can just simply click on an area and it will zoom our uh, browser right to that specific area that's saying, hey, you have single stranded coverage here. Or here's an instance where we had some low coverage for this particular area, um, for instance. And maybe you can go and use those tools for um, to create some amplicons and primers to give that area a little bit more coverage here. So that is just one of the tools that we have in that uh, genome finishing module here. Please have um, a look at all of those different tools. They are extraordinarily helpful. Um, one thing that I did realize is I didn't show you guys the output from our BLAST searches or how to do that. So let me just backtrack a little bit um, to go back to that tool. And I'll show you just really quickly how to run that. So in our BLAST uh, toolbox, we're gonna go ahead and choose that BLAST at NCBI, double click it. <clears throat> Here we can choose the sequences that we'd want to uh, BLAST against. So in this case, maybe I wanna BLAST the corrected uh, sequences. And you will get a warning down here saying, hey, this might take a long time. And things that take a long time um, might have a increased chance of timing out. So maybe you'd want to um, downsample the reads or specifically hone, on, hone in on very um, specific reads that you want to go and try to figure out what they are. So like in an instance where maybe you had some unmapped reads and you're trying to figure out what your um, contamination is, you'll just grab those unmapped reads and it'll take a lot less time. So once you've grabbed the uh, reads that you want to uh, blast, we're gonna just click on the next button. Here it's gonna ask you what program and database do you wanna use? We are gonna use the BLAST-N, so the DNA sequence and database and the nucleotide um, collection. You can change these if you'd want. And we're gonna click on the next uh, button. And here you can just um, select your parameters. 
So another instance that you can mess with to try to make sure you don't time out is say, I only want to see the top 10 hits. Or you can limit what your blast is. Say you have some contaminating reads and you're pretty sure they're coming from a bacteria. Just limit your query to bacterial uh, genomes here. And then once you're satisfied with that, you're going to click on the next button. And it'll ask you where you want to save it. So those results are going to look um, like this. So we opened up our multi-blast uh, results here. So actually, let me just close all of these out to give ourselves a nice clean slate. So multi-blast. So you'll see all of the different queries that we have here. Here is your history view. And again, I'm just messing with these uh, buttons down below. And then you can open up your actual um, list here to have a look at all of the um, different results that you might be getting from these uh, blasts. Now with that, um, let's look at our very top one and just open up the blast output. And you'll see very much what I showed you on the slides, right? So we have our config at the very top of the screen here. And it's showing that it has a lot of sequence similarities to these top hits here. And when you hover over them, they will give you some more information like the organism, which is that Sarasia uh, mercesans, which is what we actually sequenced to begin with. So with that, we have covered a lot of ground today. So I appreciate you guys sticking um, with me through everything. So let me just quickly review kind of what we went through today. So we started with our de novo assembly. I showed you how to do everything from downloading um, plugins to importing data to improving your long read sequencing with short read polishing. We mapped to a reference, we corrected our reads. And then I showed you some of the additional functionalities that we have in CLC Workbench, um, Genovics Workbench that helps with de novo sequencing. So things like BLAST, or genome finishing uh, tools here. Now, uh, once again, I thank you guys so much for sticking around and seeing everything that we have to offer here. So just a really quick snapshot of some of the views that you guys saw today. And at this point, I would love to open up the floor to see if there are any more questions that we would um, like to address live. Thanks, Kristen, for the wonderful presentation. So I just launched a poll just to get feedback to make sure that what Kristen showed today was some of the things that you would find valuable in your research. So if you guys can just uh, quickly fill out that poll just to give some feedback, that'd be also appreciated. And I'm also going to post in the chat a um, survey monkey to let us know just how we're doing. Uh, we appreciate the feedback as this helps us, you know, better uh, tailor a future um, trainings and get an idea of what you guys uh, really are interested in learning when it comes to archive and products. In terms of questions, uh, again, if you guys have questions, please go ahead and type them in in that Q&A box um, so that we can um, go ahead and answer them live. So one of the questions that came up was, um, you showed the uh, workflow. Can that workflow be uh, changed? Can it be modified? Absolutely. So we started with, I'm going to pop back into um, CLC Genomics Workbench. So what we did is we just started with a template workflow and opened that guy up. So let's do the long read workflows and we're going to click on open copy of workflow. So this just gives us a starting point to um, begin with. If we wanted to say edit something that is already templated for us. But if you guys wanted to start from absolute scratch, 
we can go up to the new button at the very top where we can go and say, I wanna create a brand new workflow. And that's where we will be presented with a blank canvas where we can once again, drag and drop um, different tools from our toolbox down below. So let's just grab one for the sake of grabbing stuff and say, I wanna drop my blasted NCBI um, into the workflow here or um, some of the other tools, hold genome alignment, genome finishing module, so on and so forth. So you can just drag and drop, or you can go over and click on that add element button, and that will give you um, a bunch of different options and a different way to build your workflow. And then from there, it's just simply um, clicking, dragging to connect one box to the next box to, to connect these different tools together and um, you can save your workflow. So right there, um, can you add uh, the same tool twice? Yeah, so let's say you wanted to run de novo assembly with um, some really strict parameters and maybe some more loose parameters. You absolutely can drop more than one tool onto the um, map here and then click into it to change some of the uh, configurations here. Maybe you want to not polish some reads, and then the other one you want to polish reads. So you'll leave one checked and the other one unchecked and um, save it there. And you can always uh, rename this tool just so you know that this one has you know, no polishing. And save that into your uh, workflow here. So definitely you can uh, add many things in here. It's all modular, modular so it's um, like a Lego set for all things sequencing. Thanks, Kristen. Now, some of the users, some of the attendees are pretty new. Um, and if they wanted to follow um, the work that you did today, utilizing the data set, how can they access that um, in CLC? Absolutely. So first things first, in the slides that Araceli has been sharing in chat are all the links to everything that I've done today, including some of the tutorials that are guided kind of step-by-step -step, um, um, workflows here. But if you wanted to just access them through uh, CLC Genomics Workbench, just go up to the help menu and then over here to online tutorials that will launch a web page that will bring us to all the different tutorials that we have avail available for all things um, in CLC Genomics Workbench. Thanks, Christian, for sharing that. And so for those of you, um, I've also uh, pasted the slides again in the chat box so that you guys can have um, access to those. Um, so it looks like uh, we don't have any questions in the chat box. So again, it's gonna give you guys a couple more seconds to type in those questions um, so that um, we can answer those. Uh, but in the meantime, um, please do um, check out the post training survey that I posted in the chat. It really helps us, um, again, get insights into what you guys are interested in, what you guys want to learn about um, CLC or any of our other uh, Kyogen products. Looks like there are no more questions. Um, so thank you everyone.
for attending. Thank you, Kristen, for a very wonderful uh, presentation. We learned a lot about De Novo Assembly, and I hope um, everyone that attended uh, did also. And so um, again, uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, uh, reach out to your sales rep, um, and they would be more than happy to, to help you. Thank you guys so much and happy analysis. <laughs>